So you're thinking about running, but not sure how to take the first step. My name is Brian Patterson, and I'm here to help. Welcome to Brian's Rompod. Welcome back to Brian's Rompod, and I hope you're having a great week. And this is your go-to podcast for exploring the incredible ways running can improve both your physical and mental well-being. I'm your host, and today's episode, we're diving deep into the remarkable benefits of running, often referred to as the most effective anti-aging medicine. Did you know that running can significantly enhance your longevity? Recent research has shown that runners have a 25 to 40% lower risk of death by any cause, even with even greater reductions in cancer-related mortality and cardiovascular disease. These statistics are nothing short of outstanding. But what makes running so unique? We'll uncover the secrets behind the mortality benefits of running, including how it can increase your life expectancy and help you maintain a healthy weight. Moreover, just about physical health is also has a significant advantage for mental well-being, protecting against neurological conditions like Alzheimer's and Parkinson's disease. Plus, we will look into a groundbreaking study that spanned over 20 years about the effects of running in older people. Also, we're going to look into a piece of technology that measures your sweat, how this could be integral to our performance. So without further ado, let's do the show. Did you know that running has been found to have a significant longevity benefits, according to a recent study titled Running as a Key Lifestyle Medicine for Longevity? Runners have a 25% to 40% lower risk of death by any cause compared to non-runners. This risk reduction is even higher when it comes to cancer-related mortality and cardiovascular disease. Regular runners have a 30% to 50% reduced risk of cancer-related death and a 45% to 70% lower risk of death linked to cardiovascular disease. These statistics are quite outstanding, aren't they? But what makes running so unique? The research has found that there is something inherent to running that provides a larger mortality benefit than other types of physical activity. In fact, runners who are inactive in any forms of exercise still have a 27% lower risk of death compared to non-runners who engage in other physical activities. However, the greatest mortality benefit, a 43% lower risk of death, is observed in runners who also participate in other types of exercise. So combining running with other forms of physical activity is the best choice for optimal results. There are several reasons why runners experience these superior health benefits. Firstly, running has been shown to increase life expectancy by an average of 3.2 years compared to non-runners. This means that for every hour of running, you gain an additional seven hours extended life. Isn't that remarkable? Additionally, 
running is more strongly associated with lower body weights and smaller waist circumferences compared to other vigorous intensity physical activities. This suggests that running may be particularly effective at keeping you slim and maintaining a healthy weight. Moreover, runners tend to engage in other healthy habits that contribute to an increased longevity. They maintain normal body weights, don't smoke, consume light to moderate amounts of alcohol. And these lifestyle choices combined with running create a powerful synergy that enhances overall health and well-being. But running isn't just beneficial to physical health. It's also a significant advantage for mental well-being. Regular running has been found to protect against mortality resulting from neurological conditions such as Alzheimer's and Parkinson's disease. Furthermore, physical activity, including running, has been shown to improve cognitive function and reduce depressive symptoms. Now, you might be thinking that running isn't for you or that it's too challenging to incorporate into your daily routine. But here's some good news. Running is a natural movement for humans. We are born to run. Ability to run onto limbs, thermally regulate through sweat, makes us more efficient endurance animals on the planet. So even a jog or a slow run can provide significant health benefits. You don't have to run like an athlete to reap the rewards. Just 30 minutes of slow jogging or running each day can help you achieve your recommended level of cardio. And if you prefer a more time-efficient workout, you could try interval training, which can provide similar cardiovascular fitness for results in a third of the time. Or you could try with just walking and maybe a brisk walk. Another advantage of running is, is its accessibility and affordability. Unlike other sports, running requires no specialised training or equipment. You can simply lace up your running shoes and hit the pavement. There are also many running clubs and events where you can find support and motivation from fellow enthusiasts. Lastly, it's never too late to start running. Take inspiration from Deirdre Larkin, who began running at the age of 78 to build strength after being diagnosed with osteoporosis. Now at 85, she's broken world records for her age group, rarely visits a doctor, takes no medication and is filled with energy and vigour. Her story is a testament to transformative power of running. Also, one of our previous guests, Caitlin Limmer, took up running because she was getting over a very serious illness. And she, as you you will have to listen to her inspirational interview I did with her some weeks ago, but it's in the archive and I will give you a link in the show notes. So if you're looking for an anti-aging solution that not only benefits your physical health, but also enhances your mental well-being, why not give it running a try? Lace up those running shoes and hit the pavement. Remember, while we can't can't turn back time, running can also allow us to enjoy good health and create more memories for a little while longer. (laughs) 
Arthur Brooks, in his best-selling book, From Strength to Strength, Finding Success, Happiness and Deep Purpose in the Second Half of Life, Brooks, a Harvard professor, challenges the traditional view of ageing by introducing the concept of transitioning from a fluid intelligence to crystallised intelligence. This transition marks a time in life where wisdom and experience become more valuable than talent and hard work. As a long-distance runner in the midst of his transition myself, I can relate to that transformative power of entering the second curve. Ten years ago, I felt the gradual slowdown that comes with age, injuries piled up, and my competitive drive began to wane. Brooks acknowledges that transitioning to the second curve is not easy. It requires vulnerability and acceptance of the natural deterioration that comes with ageing. However, once embraced, this vulnerability becomes a superpower that allows us to share our experience and wisdom with the world. We become a source of inspiration and guidance for those who haven't yet walked the path we have. So if you find yourself in the second curve of life, I encourage you to reflect on the opportunities it presents Embrace vulnerability and deterioration as superpowers that allow you to make a meaningful impact on others. Share your experiences, support those around you, and find joy in the journey rather than solely focusing on achievements. I suppose that is one of the reasons why I'm doing this podcast. Continuing our look at running and ageing, it turns out that running can actually slow down down the effects of ageing. In this groundbreaking study done by Stanford University School of Medicine, the researchers tracked 500 older runners for over 20 years to determine the impact of running on the ageing process and the results were quite astonishing, quite astounding really. The study found that elderly runners have fewer disabilities, enjoy a longer span of active life and are half as likely as non-runners to die early deaths as we've already talked about. In other words, this particular study was kind of proof of what basically we've been talking about earlier on. So in other words, we're running can significantly improve our overall health and well-being for older individuals. Dr. James Fries, an emeritus professor of medicine and senior author of the study, emphasises the importance of aerobic exercise and maintaining good health as we age. Dr. Friss and his team began the research back in 1984, a time when many scientists believed that vigorous exercise would do more harm than good for older individuals. However, excuse me, Dr. Friss had a different hypothesis that regular exercise would extend high-quality, disability-free life, and this idea became known as the compressor of mobility theory. The study tracked 538 runners over the age of 50, comparing them to a similar group of non-runners. The subjects, now in the 70s and 80s, were surveyed yearly about their ability to perform daily activities. The researchers also examined national death records to determine mortality rates. 
After 21 years, the study revealed that 34% of the non-runners had died, compared to the only 50% of the runners. This significant difference in mortality rates highlights the impact of running on longevity. Interestingly, the runner's initial disability was delayed by 16 years compared to runners compared to non-runners. This means that runners were able to maintain their independence and functional abilities for a longer period of time. One surprising fun finding from the study was that the gap between runners and non-runners continued to widen over time. This suggests that the health benefits of exercise are greater than previously believed. Dr. Fries notes that the increasing gap may be attributed to runners having greater lean body mass, healthier habits overall, like we've talked about before. However, he acknowledges that eventually both groups will experience a 100% mortality rate. Furthermore, the study revealed that running not only delays cardiovascular deaths, but is also associated with fewer early deaths from cancer, neurological disease, infections and other causes. Running seems to have a positive impact on overall health and well-being. Contrary to the concerns of other scientists, the study found that running is not associated with a higher risk of osteoarthritis or the need for total knee replacements. In fact, running may be safer for the joints compared to higher impact sports or unnatural motions. This study had a major impact on our understanding of the health benefits of running. Dr. Fries initially faced scepticism about his ideas, as we said, but now many of the findings support his research. It is important to remember this mess- the message of this study. If you want to stay healthy as you age, aerobic exercise, such as running, should be a vital part of your routine. As I say at the end of my episode, if you want to look into this into more detail, I will provide links in the show notes. And one of the things I love about producing this podcast is coming across studies like this. Okay, maybe running may not be your cup of tea. However, I am a true believer that we as humans are made to move around. So in the sedentary world, it is vitally important to move around. It could be dancing, rowing, or better still, walking. Stay, stay tuned for more exciting research and discoveries on the world of health and wellness. And remember, it's never too late to start running and to reap many benefits it offers. Well, just a short break from the podcast. I promise you, we will get back to it. Just wanted to say we are hurtling towards Christmas and you may be looking for ideas for presents. One of my past interviews, Lucy Thomason, sent me a message to help with that decision. Over to you, Lucy. Hi, Brian and the listeners of Brian's Run Pod. I'm Lucy from Welcome Pilates in Twickenham and we've got the perfect gift for your loved ones who might be suffering with back pain, who might want to get stronger in 2024, maybe they want to get more flexible. Give them the gift of a pain-free new year with a one-to-one gift voucher or come along with them and do a two-to-one. We also have small friendly group classes. These are held in Twickenham as well as us having online classes which are live so you still get the benefits of being in studio we still offer corrections so that you and your loved ones can reach your goals much sooner 
feel free to get in touch with us. Our email address is hello at welcomepilates.com or you can visit our website welcomepilates.com where you can find lots more information and we look forward to moving with you in 2024. Have a wonderful Christmas and see you then. Thanks very much Lucy and now back to the podcast. As promised, we're diving into the fascinating topic of stick-on biosensors that are revolutionising sweat science for athletes. In a world where technology continues to push the boundaries, it's surprising that we haven't found a precise way to measure how much athletes should drink while exercising. Hydration is a crucial way for maintaining optimal performance for many athletes and still rely on thirst as their guide. The problem while relying on thirst is twofold. First, by the time your brain registers that you need water, your body is often already dehydrated. Secondly, it's easy to alleviate your thirst before fully rehydrating yourself. Traditionally, the most accurate way to measure fluid loss is through weighing the nude body before and after sex exercise. However, this method is impractical for athletes in the midst of an intense physical activity, obviously, such as runners in the middle of a marathon. That's where innovative biosensing technology comes in. Cyclists can use GPS computers with drink alarms reminding them to take regular sips of water. Runners and gym goers can now wear smartwatches with hydration sensors or use the GX sweat patch to monitor their sweat rate, fluid loss and sodium loss. However, until recently, wearable sensors that can analyse an athlete's sweat in real time to provide personalised hydration recommendations have been costly and not readily available to the general public. But all that changed in December when the NYX hydration biosensor was unveiled by a Boston startup founded by a marathoner and Harvard graduate Meredith Cass. Cass, who struggled with her own body's reaction to heat and humidity during marathon training, saw the need for a more accessible and affordable biosensing technology. The next hydration biosensor attaches to the bicep during using a protective film and measures the sweat profile of the body locally through algorithmic computation. It extrapolates this data to the entire body as sweat flows across the electrodes on the bicep patch. The sensor measures the content of the sweat twice, determines how quickly fluid is moving through the body. When connected to the next app, via Bluetooth, the sensor relays hydration notifications to the user's phone at intervals customised by the individual. The goal is to help athletes stay within 1% of their starting body mass or 1% of their hydration during the workout, and thus avoiding a negative consequences of dehydration. With the next hydration biosensor, athletes can have access to real-time sweat science and receive personalised hydration recommendations while they're, ex- while, while they're doing their exercise. Excuse me, this breakthrough technology provides a solution to the age-old problem of accurately monitoring hydration levels during intense physical activity. By leveraging biosensors and wearable technology, athletes can now optimise their performance and avoid the detrimental effects of dehydration. This ensures that they are operating at their peak potential and achieving their goals. 
As technology continues to advance, we can only expect more exciting developments in the world of sweat science. These stick-on biosensors have opened a new realm of possibilities for athletes and researchers alike, allowing us to gain invaluable insights into our bodies and optimise athletic performance like never before. The 45-minute mark, especially crucial for endurance athletes. Hydration and electrolytes are vital aspects we'll explore in an upcoming podcast. The payoff, optimising your training and avoiding the pitfalls of hydration. So, dehydration rather. So stay tuned for more insights on how, how to elevate your fitness game. And that's a wrap for another exhilarating episode of Brian's Rompod. Thanks for tuning in, folks. As always, we've got your back with all things running. And next week, get ready for some awesome beginner hints and tips to kickstart your running journey. Oh, and before we sign off, exciting news. We're now available on YouTube. So whether you're pounding the pavement or chilling at home, you can catch us there too. Plus, we have a new feature on the podcast. You can now send me a message. Yep, you heard it right. Brian's Rompod has become interactive with the audience. If you look at the top of the episode description, tap on send us a text message. You can tell me what you think of the episode or alternatively what you would like covered. If you're lucky, I might even read them out on the podcast. Hey, if you want to keep up with the latest updates, behind the scenes fun and even some exclusive content, make sure to follow me on social media. You can find me on Twitter or should I say X at Brian's Rompod. We've also just launched a shiny new Facebook page. Simply search for Brian's Rompod and give us a like. And don't forget to hop on over to Instagram where you can catch all our visual adventures at Brian's Rompod. For those of you who love diving deep into the episodes, head over to our website www.brianesrompod.co.uk and there you'll find detailed show notes, handy chapter markers, make it too easy to navigate through our favourite discussions. Please leave a review as it will always help find others find this podcast. Music is by Happy Days by Stock Audio, not forgetting artwork by Alice Patterson. Till next week, thanks again for listening. 